Welcome to this week's Spin Foil Theory. We're about to take a dive into another mystery from the lore of Destiny the Games. Specifically, we'll be giving high-level scrutiny to popular, emerging, and outlying theories than judging them. If you have any questions or theories of your own, write to us at spinfoiltheory at gmail.com or visit us over at spinfoiltheory.com. And now, let's put on our spin foil hats and get a little crazy. Here comes this week's show. There we go. I can clickety click, clack. Clickety clackety clickety clack. My brain nice. is whack. I knew you ah, could do it. I'm so I knew, smart. I knew you could do it. Thanks. I knew you Who could knew do it. Who knew pushing a button um, could be so difficult? I mean, there's a whole meme about it. Yes. The guy, the guy doesn't know, doesn't know which one to push. Um, wow, I sound. I feel. I feel like I sound old describing a meme that way. No, no. Yeah, you know, I it's know the one with the guy. I know the meme. I know that one. <laughs> They've made a squid game okay. equivalent of it now, which is really funny because it's the old guy and he's going to press a yeah. circle. I started watching that. It's really good. It's really good. I've I've yeah. watched all of it. I watched it with Kelsey. What's funny is I watched like half of the first episode by myself and then I told Kelsey about it and she was all like, what? You're watching that without me? Nuh-uh. Were we watching it? And I'm like, okay. So I rewatched the first episode. But no, it's really like good. It. It's definitely really. How far in are you? Like, have you just, um, just started? I'm at like episode. I'm a few episodes in. I okay, want to okay. say like. You're a few episodes in. So episode yeah, like it's, it's, three it's... or four or, or something. I can. The last game I saw was The Cookie. The Cookie. Ah, uh, yes, The Cookie. So as you, you've or already seen a little bit, it's uh, kind of violent, just a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit violent. Just just a little bit. A little bit of the old ultraviolence. Yep. But yeah, no. It's definitely... <laughs> I think it's good. I think it's good. But... I'm definitely enjoying it. You know, it, it reminds me a lot. And, and I know everyone and their sisters probably made this comparison, so forgive me, everyone. But the, it reminds me a lot of, uh, you know, Battle Royale and uh, Hunger Games. But it's kind of like this... Yeah. It's an... It's an interesting and modern blend of the two. Yeah, definitely. Because it's 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 people who are in debt, number one, and no one's like unlike the other ones, no one's forced to do it. They all choose to be there, and they like you know, everyone. I, I, I that isn't to say these people should be without pity. Like, pity, like uh, honestly, like they are uh, they are without options, and uh, they are not set up for success <laughs> in the world in the world that they live in. So it's it's definitely. De- definitely, like heart, heart should still be with them, even e- even when you see people making like stupid decisions, and you're like, "Well, now that was dumb. You deserve that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. It's I'm... uh, it's. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Go, you go first. You go first. I was just gonna say, yeah, it 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 really reminds me of that, and I can't wait to see where it goes you know obviously i've seen memes of different parts even before i started watching it but like thankfully like the memes are just kind of they're a little innocuous like you get them without knowing the context of them you get like what the memes intended to do and it doesn't really spoil anything in the story you're just like oh yeah there you go (laughs) like it doesn't it doesn't uh tell you a lot of uh, a lot of why um why things are happening i have i i I've been making a joke the whole time that obviously I don't know who it is yet and it'll probably be revealed, but the guy in the sort of, uh, like, 90s Andros, uh, like, heavy polygon mask. Yeah. I, I've been making this joke that it's just Jeff Bezos. It's Jeff Bezos? Oh <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just curious to see, like, 
because it's been really, really successful. Like, um, if they're going to like continue with like stuff in that universe, I guess, so to speak. Like, I'm being very vague yeah. because I don't want to spoil stuff for you. Okay, I you know I I'd, I'd really like to see what I feel like um could be really cool and obviously like I I don't know where this thing ultimately ends up anyway but I think it'd be really cool to see yeah even if it's completely unrelated stuff in the same like like it's that earth it's that universe you know what I mean even yeah. even if it's a completely completely different uh format completely different set of people but yeah I've been uh I've been digging it so far and uh I'm excited to see where it goes I haven't had a finish a uh, chance to uh watch it so far uh since the weekend this past weekend but uh i will be i will be definitely putting some time into it here heck yeah then once you're done yeah. i can be like oh my god oh my god oh my god mm -hmm. and you can be like mm -hmm. same mm -hmm. it'll be great mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right i'm excited i'm excited to finish it now um welcome to the spinfoil theory podcast everyone this is your host taylor b and your host lady lucita how are you doing lady I'm doing all right, doing all right. I uh, I move next week, which is uh, kind of crazy, kind of crazy. I'm moving across the country, which is kind of insane. So I'm like most, I'm all packed pretty much. And I'm just pretty much just waiting to get the rental car. I get that on next week. I can dig it. And then I drive 36 hours. Not straight. I can dig it. I'm excited for you. But yeah, that's pretty much been what I've been doing, is prepping for that. Playing a little bit of Destiny when I can. I did the... I need to play the, more this week. I haven't, I haven't the done The legendary astral alignment. That's literally... I think the legendary astral alignment is a little... What's the word? Uh, like... I keep wanting to say, like, unrelenting, but that's not the word. Uh, unrewarding. Unrewarding. <laughs> unrewarding, okay. Couldn't think of the word. It's not a... It's literally there just so you can check off the triumph, and then you never touch it ever again. Like, there's no point in doing it. Yeah. Besides the one time for the seal, and that's it. I feel like Presage was kind of that way, too. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I need to help people get the uh, seal, not the seal, the catalyst for Presage oh, and for, uh... because those are going away. Yeah. Yep. Those are, well, I thought, I thought, I thought they were staying. They were just going to have like, kind of like how, um, what's it called? The, uh. Negative Capitan. I thought it was going to have like its own node. No. Like it's just own little like thing that you load into nope. directly. Nope. Absolutely not. Huh. It does not exist. Well. Yeah, because they said that kind of stuff is going away. They said that. Some people got confused and thought those were staying, but no. They are going away. They were talking about they want to make more of those style of missions. Is what they were talking about in the little article that Destiny posted a while ago. Uh, I was going to yeah. say, yeah, there, there's going to be anyone anyone who's been paying attention to uh, at least Destiny Twitter. I don't even know oh, what the Lord. forums and Reddit are yeah. like this week. Yeah, everyone's been very angry because Bungie 
Such anger. Is locking the two new dungeons behind buying the digital deluxe edition. And I don't really see that much of an issue. Because they said they'll have ways to upgrade from standard to deluxe to basically get the dungeons or... Mm-hmm. And that sort of a thing. And people have literally said before, I would pay for new dungeons. And Bunty's like, okay, here you go. But not like that. But not like that. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> it doesn't... I understand where people are coming from. Because, you know, spending, you know, 80 however much the deluxe edition is. See, I bought the collector's edition, so I didn't have to worry about that. Same. So... But, like, I understand it's a lot of money, but people have done the math of, like, okay, how much it costs versus looking at their hours in Destiny, how much, like, pennies that is per per day. Hour? Yeah, like, per, like, <laughs> a, like per hour, and it's, like, I think with someone who had less hours than me, it was, like, I think I want to say, like, 12 cents, and I, I have over 5,000 500 hours in Destiny 2. And I've bought yeah. every collector's edition. I didn't buy the like the Destiny 2 like collector's like the original collector's edition. But then I bought the Shadow the I and then the Forsaken one I bought the Digital Deluxe. I don't know if there was a collector's edition for Forsaken. I don't remember. But anyways, uh, I've bought all of the ones from Shadowkeep on. So Shadowkeep, Beyond Light, and now Witch Queen. I'm so excited for the Hive Ghost. That's what I'm like most excited for. And the lore. Of course the lore. But Hive Ghost. I'm just Hive upset. Ghost is a Hive Ghost. I want... I swear, I swear to God, if... If we don't get like a Lucent Brood-inspired armor set... At some point in Witch Queen, like throughout the seasons or something, Lady Lucida writes, I will be very upsetty, spaghetti. I want my hive armor back. I mean, <laughs> assuming we get King's Fall back, which it looks, I'm, I'm not saying it's gonna be King's Fall, guys, but it's gonna be King's Fall. That's the hill I will die on. King's Fall is the raid that's returning this year, and no one can tell me otherwise. I I think they're doing them in order. I don't know. I mean, they, they, uh, Joe Blackburn, in an interview with, I think, Game Informer or something, he did say it was going to be one of the bigger raids. And Crota isn't exactly... It's a not big, a big one. It's a baby. It's, yeah. it's a strike. It's every, See, that's the problem with... I think Crota, the Crota raid, has a really unique problem with it. Where, when it came out... It was a little too easy, even if you look at the Age of Triumph version. Just looking at that version where they tweaked it a little bit, made it a little bit oh, more yeah, it, was, it was a total power gate, just because of how light level worked back then, right? Yeah. It wasn't that difficult. Even in the Destiny 1 sandbox. In the Destiny 2 sandbox, we are even more broken, I would argue. We have stuff like mm. Well now. Well didn't exist in Destiny Destiny 1. We have stasis. We have all this other crazy, crazy weapons and builds that we can make where if they had to make Vogue harder Mm -hmm. for it to be in the Destiny 2 sandbox, then I, if Crota 
is to come back in Destiny 2 in some capacity, I worry that they're going to have to change it too much, and then it's not going to be the Crota Raid anymore. That's where it gets kind of like... it gets it gets kind of tricky because if they change it too much, it's not staying true to the original. I mean, yeah, Vogue had some changes, but like, it wasn't so like left field crazy. Not like anything we've had to do before. Like, for example, in Vogue, now you have to shoot the oracles in order. That wasn't a thing in D one, but it makes it a little bit harder. But it's the same mechanic. You still have to shoot the oracles, but now you have to shoot them in order. Yeah, I, th- I think they could do. I think they could do little tweaks, like especially in the in the first part. Yeah, uh, in the first part, they just kind of fit, f- like force you to play more in line with the way I think they had originally intended. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the encounter I think if they go. tweak it, like maybe add some like modifiers or something, making it a little yeah. bit more challenging. But it's it's like they're walking a tightrope when they bring these new raids. Of these mm-hmm. well, not old raids, these old raids into a new sandbox like Destiny Two, is they have like this tightrope they're walking where they don't want to change it too much because if they change it too much, that's not staying true to the original. But if they they need to change it at least a little bit, otherwise we'll just it'll be a snooze fest. So yeah, that's I'm. I don't get me wrong. I want the I want Crota to come back because Crota, the Crota raid is actually one of my favorite raids. Not just because of the <laughs> armor, but I just love the Crota raid because that's like the raid I did the most in Destiny One, and I just think it's neat. I mean, don't get me wrong. The uh, the King's Fall raid, assuming that is the raid that comes back. I know I say this like every episode. I swear, but I'm gonna be really happy because. I'll finally be able to basically recreate my hunter's armory from Destiny One, almost. I don't have my gauntlets, unfortunately. They don't exist because those are, I run the I ran the Fogoth gauntlets from uh, yeah, basically the Fogoth strike gauntlets. Which I mean, it'd be nice if they brought back some strike specific loot that was like armor that looked really cool. Cough, cough, Bungie, please. Please. It's uh it's it's really funny. It's uh my uh, exotic fashion has been a little cyclical because in D1 when you you know at first especially as strong as they were uh trip mine grenades oh, you yeah. turn everything into beautiful beautiful unicorns oh, and no. just absolutely demolish them. Oh no. And then when they took it away, I was like I was lassad. Mm-hmm. Took off my my young Ahamkara spine. And, you know, it didn't really didn't really use it for for the longest time and then I got uh, gotten a D2, you know, for the longest time. You know, trip mines work the same. So I was like, I don't really need this. But then they changed it back. Yeah. And I will, especially if I'm just like soloing something and I, I, I don't play meta. I'll give myself like handicaps based on comfort and what I like. So like I'll run with six shooter in like boss content or wh- whatever I'm doing by myself just because it's like fun for me. <laughs> and I'll sit there. That's fun. That's I'll sit fun. there and it's just trip mines for days. Especially when um, Grenadier is on in strikes, you can just throw grenades for days. All of the mm-hmm. grenades, just mute, 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 mute. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. For me, yeah. exotic wise, on my hunter, I don't really have like an exotic that I use all the time. I mean, I use Orpheus rig, but that's because I've normally been running tether. 
but mm -hmm. like I'm still forever salty at Warlocks for getting the thorn-themed exotic when Reza Lazir was a titan, Dredgen Yor was a question mark, but I think he was a hunter? He at least had the persona of a hunter, a lot of people seem to think, assume. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... So we it, it goes both ways. It's like it's like this the, weird uh, like because he he was Rezal Azir and Drajinor, that persona existed in a time when classes weren't really a thing. It was much more fluid. But uh, it well, just and it's also it's it's sorry. It just makes me mad that warlocks get all of the cool stuff and my hunters sit in the corner crying because I want hive theme stuff. I was, I was I was I was going to say I was going to say in a in one in one uh depiction, you know, a lot of people thought for the longest time uh Dredgen Yor was a hunter as I, as I'm sure you know Lucy, but yeah. uh, just in case anyone listening doesn't um because of the uh, the hunter um class item Back yeah, in D1. A hunter class item. There also was a hunter yeah. artifact and everything else. Exactly. Exactly. But it's really funny because uh, also back in D1, though, in the Grimoire card, I think it's one of the... Uh, maybe it's... It, it's in the Dwindler, Dwindler's Ridge story, but uh, it has it has a hunter who, you know, by the end of the story, you kind of you kind of know that that's Shin Malfor, Malfor. And then on the other side, you have a warlock. And so, you know, also for the longest time, people would be like, well, you know, the hunter's clearly Shin. So then who's this warlock? If it, blah, 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 blah. And so it's been a huge back and forth. But I think to your point, it's kind of cool. Maybe maybe he had a little bit of all three. And uh, yeah, I'm and just I think, annoyed. I think that it, yeah. Basically, my biggest gripe is warlocks once again get a exotic that synergizes really, really well with Thorn and I wanted that for cool. my hunter. So yeah, before we get too far away from it, uh, uh, you know, talking about Shin Malfer, bringing him up, he's the subject for tonight's theory, everyone. Dun, 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 dun. Tonight. Tonight we're exploring one that uh, actually came to me the other day when I was helping a very good friend of mine, uh, also named Taylor, uh, <laughs> through... Through the corrupted variant strike, the one you do for the uh, Malfeasance quest, for the uh, for the Drifter, and some things you know, knowing what we know now, came to mind. So you know, I, I pitched it to uh, to Lucy here, and she gave me the green light. So this is what we're talking about tonight. It's was Shin Malfer working with the Nine? Maybe. And so here here's the crux of it: when you are going through that variant version of the corrupted strike the main enemies you fight are taken and so here's here's some things that we've learned since that happened uh that that sort of led me to uh to drawing up these dots and seeing a possible connection so you have one the drifter we found out that he's made a deal with the nine we found out that that's a sort of like hunk of their plane that he's uh pulling behind his hauler and that's how he summons the Taken, or Faken, as we've dubbed them, uh, and, and sort of semi-controls them, too, uh, to, to, like, some extent. I guess, you know, within, within the ability to, uh, you know, summon and, and uh, dispel them. 
We know he gets that from the nine, though. So we know it's not the same taken that uh, the hive uh, royalty have have been in charge of so far. Now we we we've learned. Two. We have some mention in the astral alignment this this season. This is a season of the lost, where the nature of the taken and the darkness are brought up to Mara, and Mara sort of goes on to say, and I'm paraphrasing here, that. Only really the nine would have any insight into that, and they're not sure. So like, ooh, interesting. And then two, you also come to find out that since Oryx dropped the mantle, uh, like leadership of the Taken, uh, Sabathun has since done it, did it, and controlled it for the majority of Destiny 2, perhaps all of it, but we'll get to that in just one second, uh, through Coria. So... Now I'm starting to wonder, well, if you go through this Corrupted Strike mission, we already know that this is where you sort of, like, air quotes witness uh, Caleb dying to uh, the man with the golden gun's hand. And we learn afterwards that it's all orchestrated, that Kalen, you know, didn't kill his ghost with uh, and make it shriek, that that was just an empty shell, that uh, he had consented to allow Shin to uh, to light him up the way he did. And that it's it's all just to really reinforce the legend of Shin Malfor. Malfor. Yeah. And so when when you take all of that into into consideration, you start to wonder, well, I mean, I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility that the drifter's in on it too. I I don't really and and here's why I say that. If at the time of when this event was first released, Savathun is in control of the Taken. These would have to be the Fagin. Which means that there's a possibility, directly or indirectly, Shin Malfer, by working with the Drifter, was working with the Nine. So that's those are those are the bones of the theory. Now now one thing I want to start off and talk about is there is some argument that perhaps Savathun took control after the Red War. So after the sort of, or maybe during, but after, sometime after uh, control had sort of been lost by uh, by Oryx after we killed him. And this is, uh, this goes back to, ooh, it's one of the, it's one of the earlier strikes, and I want to say... Maybe maybe it's during the Red War. Then it's it's the uh, the the one where we're clearing out the uh, the Taken um, in the uh, the EDZ from from the uh, the water treatment plant. I'll uh, I'll figure like out the name here in a minute. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Because the uh, the big boss at the end is a Red Legion, and even Ghost is just like right. I thought with Oryx gone that they they couldn't take. Mm-hmm. And so this 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 to me is at least a candidate of maybe like the Red War is when Savathun actually took over. Yeah. I mean you also have to remember, um also in there is the uh the mission not mission I guess the story Uh or maybe like shortly after before. you did the campaign would have like a little story adventures. 
the little quest, the quests. yeah, like a Korra, you would help with the Taken mm-hmm. and so forth. And way, 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 way. Find King Captain Jacobson yeah. for a failsafe. Way, way, way back. Wow, I actually wrote down a very long theory. And wait, when when did I write this? I want to know when did I write this. That doesn't help me. Oh, 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 September in 2017 was when I wrote this. It was a back... Um, nice. The Dynasty Quest on IO. Basically, you fight a guy named Arus. Er, er, Arusk or whatever. I don't know how to say it. I'm I'm bad with speaking, okay? Herald of Savathun. Um, and then basically you also... Throughout this little quest, you go around chasing this knight by the name of Ir Arak, Tongue of Curia, who is kidnapping Vex and basically taking uh, um, That is correct. Yeah. So basically, my theory back then was that Savathun was in control of the Taken and the hive we see on Titan look different because they're Savathun's brood. And look! I was right! Yay! I love being right. Hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna allow this one as a tally in uh-huh. your win column. Your theory win column. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna allow it. It has yeah. But as the only other person who I guess would have input on the spin foil uh, theory, you know, win columns. But um <laughs> Anyway, so she did at least have control of the taken by the Red War. Before that's a little murky because we know a lot of the Ascendant Hive were looking at the Taken throne like, ooh, that could be me up there. That could be me up there. That, that looks pretty mm-hmm. nice. Because like, we had Malak try to take it. And so I gotta... And, just, to, just to add to that point... Oh, sorry. No, I was just saying, like, we've had Malak. That was the whole April update, was us stopping Malak from taking the, the mantle of Taken King. And Malak, funny enough, is one of Savathun's kids. So... Curious. That is all. So, so just uh, just just to add to that, I think I feel like any way you slice it, when Malfeasance comes out, that you know they would have been well and in, in Savathun's yeah, control. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So you think it was Savathun? So I think it stands to reason. Was the Taken in the Ascendant Plane, or was it Drifter? I think these oh, were faking. Yeah, they might have been faking. Faking. I think I think the drifter is in on the ruse, and he's using his connection to uh, to create a path for them to follow. Interesting. That's 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 what I that that's that's where I'm going to start this off. Uh, I just I wanted to address that since we put a pin in it uh, before. You know the the idea that you know what if it's Savathun? I mean. Ooh. I, given all the other players involved, I just don't see, I don't see how it could be Sabathun for once. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pass the ball to, uh, to Lucy now. What, uh, Lucy, what do you, what do you, what do you think? What are your, what are your initial reactions to this? I mean, it really depends on, like, I guess if Drifter was in on how much Drifter knew about, um, uh, Shin's whole plan. Like, there are varying levels, I guess, because 
ultimately, Shin was basically playing both sides. Kinda. He was both, you know, leader of the Dredgens, these edgy edgelords who um, wanted to kind of do a bit of a more balanced thing. You know, it's okay to use darkness. Darkness is okay if we can control it kind of a thing. But then he also was having Callum and other people being like, hey, if you can get the crazy, cra like the true crazy people out, I'll put on my man with a golden gun mask and go kill them. And then he kind of was trying to like ba have the light be in balance, not just all zealots of the light as we've seen with Shariah and others. And we also don't want crazy, crazy edgelords like Dredge and Yor. And basically, it just really comes down to how much... And that was what the whole point of Gambit. The whole point of Gambit was to get these more dark and evil individuals out so Shin could, you know, kill them, basically. But it really depends on how much Drifter knew. I guess, for this theory to work. Is my only... Well, well, Drifter was a dredgen. Also, yeah, he was. He was. I did forget about that. Dredgen Hope. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, especially with the Ruse being another one of the dredgens, in this case, Caleb. I forget his dredgen yeah, I name. I don't know what his was either. Dredgen... <laughs> when I say that out loud, dredgen name, I feel like I'm, I'm one of those one of those kids from a uh, like an after school special. It's not my street name. Call me Viper. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, this is my dredgen name. <laughs> shadows of your blah 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 blah. Yeah, they're but, uh, um, I, I, dredgen. Callum was Dredgen Call. Like, yeah, Dredgen Call. Like, you know, like you're calling. Yes. Call? Yeah. So, I think, I think especially with, with Caleb being in on it, I, I don't see how Drifter couldn't be yeah. in on it. Especially, especially when you get the sort of reveal of what Malfeasance is. It's not really... It's it's not uh, the thorn. It was never gonna be the yeah. thorn. And if you look at that, if you look at that a little metaphorically, especially the way it works, everyone has to shoot together. Yeah. It's it's a lot. It, I mean, everyone always jokes about, especially from the beginning, about uh, about Drifter being Dredge and Hope. But I mean, honestly, Malfeasance is the most. I mean, has the greatest metaphor yeah. for it, for standing up to something that's ridiculous too that that you're afraid of, than any other weapon I can think of from uh, from Destiny, lore wise anyway. Um. So yeah, I. It, but especially it being something different, like I said, something that's not going to consume you. Something that you get out what you put into it, uh. As opposed to uh. The thorn, which is kind of like a the thorn, the thorn, 
it really rem- I, I always uh, you remember the uh, all the theories about what kind of bone yeah uh he actually tied tied to his rose it just the way the way it creeps into his mind like that i'm just like ooh but that's not too dissimilar you know we didn't have this actually we did have this at the time you know that story is not really too dissimilar from what happened to the uh the king the uh the parent of the uh, the three hives the mm-hmm. royalty you know the worm creeps into his head okay man right i want a i want a little high form I think it'd be cute. Just have a talk. We just be like, sup. This is great. I'd slowly go insane, but I'd have a little friend. That's why, like, whenever I see the hive worms on the ground, I always am just like, look, they're so cute. To which then my friends pull out machine guns and murder all of them, and then I cry. <laughs> my friends are bullies. <laughs> well, they do that because they, 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 they just... Stop yeah, them out. Like, we gotta stop the hive. And I'm like, but... But the whole loosened brood, what if we become friends with them? And they're like, no, that's impossible. We will not but become what friends if with we them. could? I just, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna say that we're gonna be just cosmically at odds. Aww. I don't think there's gonna be any room but for it. I, I feel like, I yeah. I wanna be friends with them. I just wanna be friends. Why can't we be friends with <laughs> the loosened brood? Because, I mean... They want to stop the darkness. I want to. We want to stop the darkness. Why can't we just be like, all right, we'll kill each other later. Right now, we got bigger fish to fry. What if, uh, what if you can't be friends with the hive or the lucent brood, but then Taux show oh, up, no. shows up oh, no. out of nowhere to like, and you can be friends with Interesting. her. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just curious. Cause she's out there, like in a in a stasis pod somewhere, yes. somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> Do we know where? Nope. Uh, depression metaphors Pretty for much. death. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Hmm. But no, I definitely think okay. that it could have been the faking, because I guess from like a gameplay mechanic, we can't really tell. The only time we can tell is like, oh, we're in Gambit. Okay, we're fighting the faking. Oh, okay, we're in the reckoning or mm-hmm. uh, prophecy. This is the faking. Like, there's no real like indicator, like how in Destiny One, oh, if the fallen are red, that means they're you're fighting House of Devils. Versus if you're fighting the Elixni that have um, the green, that's House Exile. Versus you know. Like, in D1, there was, like, the different factions, but now, in D2, there are no factions, so, like, it, they all kind of look the same. If that makes mm. sense. So there's no real, like, in-game way for sort of. us to tell. Well, it makes me wonder what the nature of the, um... Of the Taken R. Exactly, because it, you know, it's really interesting we bring this up this season. What, who we fight in that in that strike is Setia the Corrupted, who was taken by Oryx. Is, and is an Awoken Techian. Yeah, it's interesting that I know Guardians can't be taken technically because of our, para-causal- our innate paracausality. 
if I understand correctly. Mm-hmm. Or I think it might have to do with the light or something. I, I remember reading somewhere that there's a reason why we can't be taken. We can wear taken armor, but we ourselves cannot be taken. Which is good, I guess. Because the taken guardians sounds kind of terrifying, honestly. That's true. Well, that she's the boss of the regular Corrupted Strike, I yeah. should say. So this is uh, Yachar, bound to Sadia. Interesting. So maybe the Taken were actually real Taken, not Faken. Well, unless it's all part of the ruse. Oh, I see. So you're saying you think it's Drifter was like, all right, I got you. So he conjures up some Taken and he just names them people. Or names that are like similar to that of ones that would actually be found in the Dreaming City because taken. Well, here's here's why I say this: Yachar bound to Sadia is the name of the uh, of the hive ogre in the regular Corrupted Strike. Ah, spelled the same. Interesting. Right? You know, one of them, one of them's, I mean, the chances of them having the same name, pretty low. Yeah. The chances of a Taken Phalanx having the same name as a Hive Ogre, even lower. Yeah, definitely. But here's the thing, here's the thing that gets me about it. Which one do you only do once? Which one are you more likely to forget the name of? The Malfeasance. Yeah. Quest. Yeah. And you see the name again, you're like, oh yeah, it's that ogre. Ha ha. It's the perfect cover. Lucy. You might be onto I think, something. I think I think the more the more we dig into this, the more it just really lends itself to the idea that Shin was working with the nine. Now here's here's what we have to ask ourselves. Does Shin know? That he's working with the nine or is he working with the nine like directly or is he is it more of like a tangential thread like he's working with the drifter and the drifter is working with the who's nine. working with the nine I think it might who be was more in of that a movie with Kevin Bacon. I think it's more of a tangential <laughs> than a uh, like he's actually connection like, like a dotted line maybe yeah like a dotted line not like a solid line. Okay if that makes any sense. How hmm, the nine would have had to allow it because you know how they're fickle. Oh yeah! Every depiction that we've ever had of well, the nine wait, 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 shows them as fickle. Guys, I I just I just realized the whole hmm. shadows of your their whole schmuck is about how darkness and light are balance. What mm-hmm. are the nine trying to tell us in the prophecy dungeon? That light Balance. and dark are the same. Hmm. Curious. That just kind of. And it's really funny. It's really funny that in the astral alignment this season, it's Mara who says that she doesn't think the nine have anything to tell us, or that they. Well, they've been pretty quiet. You no, know, they won't. Since... They won't. 
I guess prophecy. They pretty much like, this is the nature of light and dark. All right, bye. I suppose that's fair. There's been a lot. Um, well, who knows how, how time is even perceived by them. Maybe them it's just all like, all right, you need to get to here. I'm waiting. For them, they're already interacting with you. <laughs> Total spanners. But then they exist in like a sort of a different extra dimensional sort of state of being too, so. Hmm. One thing I have to wonder is if they allow it so that and what's really interesting is if you think about it in the whole uh moral of the malfeasance story it tells you how to stand up to a light bear an enemy light bear and what are we fighting coming in to the next release enemy light bears would you look at that that's kind of interesting right so i think it lends itself even more to the idea that these couldn't be Sabathun taken. I think what we fought was some faking. I think I think we're there. The the other thing that I think really uh it raises a number of questions, at least for me, is if those were faking and we end up going to a different path with different things closed off in the Dreaming City, were we ever actually in the Dreaming City for that mission? Because the Dreaming City was well under Riven's curse. And still is. But it was too. Yeah. That's true. Hmm. Yeah, which isn't to say, I mean, like, I'm totally here for, no, that was the Dreaming City. It's just the... Because, you know, especially with the Nine involved... They just could just shut things off at least for long enough for you to do that mission. Just kind of close out the. You know, obviously, you can't remove the uh, the actual taken, but uh, it, I, I'm willing to believe they could like keep them out for a little while. Yeah. I think I think they, if it's all this big giant conspiracy theory between the Nine and Shin Malfer. And the Dredgens and Drifter. I think they could probably yeah. keep the real taken away while Dredgen plants his faking everywhere. I think it could work. Mm. I do too, especially when they, they get to control when when the Guardian goes there. It's 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 uh and what I like about this is it doesn't make it the like most perfectly executed plan ever ever. It just adds more depth to what we saw. Like the the amount of effort, the amount of like extra dimensional uh, help that we can at least you know if if we're right here confirm that goes into that that mission for the uh, the orchestration of uh, Callum's. I've been calling Caleb all episode. Durr. I'm a dummy. Or does Caleb become Callum? I think Caleb becomes Callum. Yeah, Caleb is Cal dredging. All right, I'm not done. I'm not dumb. <laughs> so, correction. Yes. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I think I think it. I. I think it's very well done on their part, especially with it's been this slow reveal of of, of everything. Because like when this came out, we wouldn't have had 
we wouldn't have had all the information to connect exactly these dots. exactly so well done but it also seems to be something that like had to be intended right like Ooh. I am I'm excited to see what happens um and that's it's just so wild if I you know I think this this might lend itself to you know I think it it's starting to be hinted at pretty pretty hardcore that what the lesson is balanced as as to to your point and and you know the the moral of the uh the Malfeasance story with, with the coming events, do you think we'll actually surprisingly see more of the nine moving forward? Or or maybe actually, you know, they, they're the perfect sort of enigmatic extra dimensional group to, to also be the focus of the, uh, you know, beyond light and dark saga. Yeah, no, definitely. I could definitely, that's something I've always like kind of wondered about with them saying, you know, the final shape is the end of the light versus dark saga. I've always been like, okay, what's going to be after because I don't want, I don't want it to be kind of like uh, what's happening with the MCU. You know, they all team up and they beat Thanos, and now okay, they beat Thanos. Now what? Thanos was pretty. I mean, obviously there's bigger threats, but like in terms of destiny with the light and dark, those are on a completely different level than us currently. And if we there is the end to the light versus dark saga, however that goes. I'm not really sure what's to do, what there's left. Because it's, it's almost like we, I guess I'm like, if you're looking at it from like a Marvel sense, it's like we defeat Kang the Conqueror. Okay, we, we, because the light and dark, they literally changed this universe. Unless we're going to places outside of this universe, but Bungie has said they want to keep the this the story of Destiny localized in our system, the solar soul system. So I don't know, but I definitely think the nine and everyone definitely thinks this system, our home solar system, is very very important. So I wouldn't be surprised mm -hmm. if the nine show up again after the after maybe after we get rid of conclude the uh, light versus dark saga yeah and i i sincerely hope that we get more uh more sort of nods to what we can uh what we can expect little little hints like we we've been sort of getting trickled in like little little gaps filled in and I, I i do appreciate that we have to look for these it's not something that's becoming like a major plot point for all these things that it's actually fleshing out in the past but it uh it, you know it might be it might be time for a reread of some of the uh the published grimoires here lucy i might i might have to uh, to make that my next uh sort of destiny project heck yeah sounds fun see what i can glean but uh yeah so you know, one one thing that makes all of this sort of sort of the more curious though is I'm wondering 
because the influence has gone both ways. Obviously, that we've had what we thought was going to be this darkness character and um, what in-game people have viewed as a terrible influence, the Drifter. Um, to the point that, you know, in, in that that same season where you choose... I hate how they said it was the Vanguard when it was really just Anur doing what she wanted. Pretty much. Being a rogue cop. Basically. Uh, yeah, like... Um, it, and, and choosing the Drifter, which, you know, Team Drifter, all day. Heck yeah. All day, uh, every day. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not... I ain't no snitch. <laughs> not, yeah, I always thought that was ever. funny. If you played Gambit and you sided with the the Vanguard dr Drifters, it's like, snitch! Snitch! Hey there, snitch! Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's... That's really, that's really funny to me. But, uh... Aside... Aside from that, you know, the if if it turns out this whole time that initial introduction was actually, you know, diet darkness. Diet darkness. Darkness light. Darkness. Yeah. L-I-T-E. Yes, not L-I, not like light, like light versus dark, but light. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh, God, I can imagine the commercials now. Oh, hey there, guy. Having a nice mode of light? Seems like you're suffering from GHT. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh. <laughs> but but uh, I I I really I really am excited to see to see how how they run with this. I I think it's going to be I think it's going to be I think it's going to be great. I'm kind of curious. With that being our first introduction, and then the next time, this is at the same time, we're really put on a hate campaign, so it's really well-timed, too, because this is, right, it's Forsaken, it's when we lose Cade to these new darkness-wielding fallen, the Scorn. And we could easily have fallen down a sort of path of zealotry. Like, you know, kind of like what... Yeah, you know, guys, you know, lover or hater, Anora is kind of, you know, she she's praxic fire, man. Those 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 guys are pretty crazy people. Those yeah, they're a little they are a little tray fanatical. If if I had to be honest uh, about it, that that could be that could just as easily be the guardian. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we've actually, you know. We have more allies now because of the willingness to see these other paracausal items that... Isn't it so weird that we have access to them? It's so weird that we have these points made to us that they're the same. And... And we're going... And, you know, we're rapidly approaching not only the climax of the Light and Dark Saga, but going beyond that. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, I, going back to the original theory, I think if this was just the most opportune, like, time or, like, when Shin could finally pull together his ruse, yeah. then you start to get into that, you know, like, perfect timing, perfectly executed plan. And, you know, I get that the Nine are very paracausal, very powerful in their own way. Like, they, they can do a lot. They can remake people. 
amongst other things. Amongst other things. Yeah. It just, it makes me, it makes me wonder if it doesn't make more sense, again, back, back to the original theory for tonight, for us to say that, no, Shin Malfer had to be working with the Nine the whole time. Yeah, maybe. I think it makes sense to me. Right, because then you don't have any questions about like you know how things lined up, and especially since you hadn't really heard a lot about Shin. But so he here's the interesting thing. Then is the original if Shin is is in that way an agent of the Nine? Does that mean they were showing their hand all the way back in D one when you first start reading about the Dredgens of Yore in the Crucible? Possibly. I could see that maybe being. Or do they approach him sometime after he'd done that and said like, hey, or like, I imagine it's the drifter. Yeah. Approaching and be like, hey, like we should, you know, I know you've got this plan. Like I drip, drifter can make it happen. <laughs> like... Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> so I, I, yeah. Makes me wonder how long, how long they've, and, and, and where else. Because obviously, if you have, um, what's her name, the Oracle, she was, and, and Zer as well. I mean, I don't, I don't know Orin that Zer and, is. Uh, it's not the Oracle, Orin, it's the yeah. Emissary. Yeah. The Emissary, yeah, sorry. You have the, she was Orin, like, that happened during the Dark Ages. I'm just, ooh. Now I, now I question... Or not, not question, but it's like if you ever, if, if, you know, if and when I go back and, and read stuff from then, I'm just going to wonder, especially about people that are like vaguely connected to them later. Like, ooh. <laughs> because, I mean, honestly, especially, especially in his own admitted disillusionment, Shin, that he experiences after finally killing Dredgen Yor. I feel like the Nine would be. You know, if you consider it, the Nine would actually have a lot of those answers he was looking for. Maybe, yeah, maybe. And then you have to wonder... I, I, I like the idea of Shin finding them, rather than uh, them finding Shin. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. What is interesting is after Shin Malfer finds us, the Guardian, mm -hmm. and uh, basically uh, after after we get Thorn, we purify it into Lumina, when we get the last word, like basically we've done all of the things Shin Malfer basically, we went through the tests that Shin Malfer had um, and basically by the end of it, he said, uh, once their mission was complete and, you know, they found the young wolf, the shadows of yore alongside Shin Malfer, um, basically disappeared. And Shin Malfer said in, quote, I think it's the long goodbye, I think. It's one hmm. of the the lore books. 
where basically he says, Shin Malfer says basically to us, the true shadows are no more. Only myself, Grey, Maas, Havik, and Yasul remain, and we take our leave of these wars. So the true shadows of your aren't a thing anymore. We have these, I guess, fanatical proxy groups, but Shin basically is leaving it leaving it to us now to deal with them. It's our job. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm retired. I'm gonna go hang out on a farm with my homies. So I'm just curious to see if the shadows of your will have come back, I guess. I could see that happen. I could see it. Well, especially with our access to dark, actual, like, legit darkness powers now, right? The thorn is just a tool. It's a weapon of sorrow. I mean, yeah, it's a darkness-infused weapon, but there's a big difference from a, you know, thorn versus stasis. Big difference. I'd agree with that. You know, everything... I mean, yeah, and it's really interesting. Is... The first... The first crux that we use for the darkness is either discovered or like retrofitted or maybe like even made by the elixni. And using using, you know, they're, they're tool makers, they're they're tinkerers. Like I, I really like that, you know, what they do is, you know, it, it does what it's supposed to do. You know, it, it allows you to access the, uh, the the darkness, whereas what a weapon of sorrow. And I think this might be to your point if I'm hearing you right. A weapon of sorrow, or like thorn specifically, that's the darkness through the through the eyes through the lens of the hive. Yeah, most weapons of sorrow are like through the hive. So. Yeah, even um, even Tolan's was you know, sort of based on that on that model, and you know, surprisingly enough, uh, through back when we had the armory. You have to go through a Taken Realm to uh, to get at that. Hmm. If uh, if I recall correctly. Sorry, didn't didn't mean to derail you there. No, 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 no. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. I think. I think it's definitely valid that maybe, I think, oh, okay. We were supposed to get a darkness subclass with Witch Queen, but with them realizing that stasis was a little too too broken, Budgie pushed it back, which, that makes sense, all for them doing that. Also, this gives them time to make the light subclasses the same thing as the darkness subclasses, which I'm... Mm. excited but also nervous about that i mean i'm excited because you know more customizability i'm nervous because uh i feel like we're gonna have to lose some stuff i know they said we're not losing supers which is good but i just kind of worry like what like because all of the little nodes we have synergize extremely well but basically what i was trying to say is i Wonder, like, when we get the next darkness subclass, which is most likely going to be corruption, uh, slash poison, slash soul fire subclass, if the Shadows of Yor will make a return then, because that's more of like a hive soul fire thing, and that's mainly what they consider 
darkness versus like what we're using now. That's not like their because all of their like view of the darkness was through the lens of Rezalazir and Dredgen Yor, and Dredgen Yor was corrupted by the Hive. Do you get what I'm saying? Or yeah, there's you- also no, there's there's also there's also light reference to the thirteenth book of sorrows too. Yeah. In uh, connected to all that, I and mean, I think I don't remember if that turned out to be written by the Dredgen, the Shadows of Yore, or if that ended up being something put together by Dredgen Yore. Yeah, I'm not sure off the top of my head. I don't know if it was ever explored. To be honest with you, I feel like we would all know that. If it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um But then even then, right, to to your point, it's it's through that lens, that corruption of the hive. Which I guess you could say kind of the corruption of the worms. Cute though they may be. I mean, yeah, we have the uh what is the dubbed the seven seventh book of sorrow, and that is what the dredge shadows of yore wrote. Is the seventh one not the sorry? Yeah, it's the from. it's the no, it's the thirteenth understanding is what it is. There you go. And it's the book Thank for you. every rose a thorn, which has some cool hive runes on it. But yeah, basically that whole thing is about um, is from my understanding is basically uh, um, them going Just... through the book basically they found Dredgenor's ship and they found like this tome of hive knowledge and they kind of were going through and translating it and then also it would have Shin Malfer's thoughts basically this just leads me to think that if that's the uh, the 13th understanding then the 14th understanding is that every night has its dawn the 15th is that every cowboy sings a sad sad song Ha ha ha. Is it all just one big poison reference? <laughs> Find out tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um But I guess let's see with with that, um do you have any final thoughts on on this on this theory or any anything that maybe we haven't explored yet? No. I think uh no? I think we covered pretty much everything. All right. All right. Well then, I'm if you're ready, I'm ready to move into scoring. Heck yeah. All right, would you like to score first? Uh sh- sure. All right. How do you rate it? Um I rate it uh s- Seventy-five. I I always pick seventy-five because it's a nice number. I like that number. (laughs) Uh, Seventy-five thorn bullets. You know how those bullets look like freaking nails? They look pretty scary. They're like gigantic arrowheads that could double as daggers. Yes. 
if I had to if I had to describe them in so many words. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, and that's and that's for or against. Um, I think this theory it makes a lot of sense the more you think about it. Like what the what the true purpose of the shadows of yore were, and with what mm-hmm. the nine kind of say, they kind of line up a bit. There is a Venn diagram that is pretty, uh... Lots of overlap, right? Lots of overlap, yep. Okay. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. That, um... I'm gonna give this one... I'm gonna give this one... 122... And an eight bamboozlings. Bam, what? what? Okay. It's a bamboozling. Bamboozlings. Oh, bamboozlings. You know how many? Yes. Okay, that makes. Yeah, sense. bamboozlings. Yeah, yeah. Um, because holy shit, if it, like the amount of effort that went in to that mission, like in game. Yeah. In story. That's got, I mean, hats off to the man. We need, like, I hope, I hope, I hope we get, I hope we get more missions like that. Where just things are not as they seem, but just executed so well. Within reason, too. Like, oh. So, yeah, 122 and an 8 bamboozlings. Four. Okay, okay. I I give it yeah this this one was a lot of was a lot of fun I was pretty confident coming into it but uh, think yeah I think I think we definitely fleshed out fleshed out the possibilities here and this this will be a fun one do you think maybe we should retitle this to uh, is Shin Malfer an agent of the nine yeah sure sure to catch catch some of that catch some of those eyes as they scroll through their uh, their podcast lineup but uh, yeah. yeah all right well groovy. Lucy, you got any shout outs? You got any shout outs? Uh, I don't know. Brain empty. <laughs> um, I can go first. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, my good friend and uh, fan of the show. Uh, also, Taylor. Uh, I won't, I won't, I won't put your last name out there, uh, buddy, but, uh, you know, uh, had a great time with you this weekend. Um, uh, and you know, he listened to the show on his drive back and he was like texting me like ideas and theories he had. Well, that's great. That's great. Yeah. So I absolutely like, sh- shout out to you, buddy. Thank you. That's great. Um, yeah. So that's mine this week. All right, I guess I'll think of something for a uh, <laughs> for a sh- shout out of sorts. Um, basic, I guess I'll uh, do a shout out to uh, my partner Kelsey because uh, I'm moving in with her next week, and that's exciting. Yay! And uh, so excited. Yeah, I think the drive there is going to be interesting because, I mean, like, my dad's coming with me, so it's not like just me, which is nice, but it's mm-hmm. 
we're getting there in three days. So we're doing 12-hour days every day. So it's like, oh, oh man. Oh man. It's gonna be a trip. It's gonna be an adventure. And, uh, yeah. That's pretty much all I've got. Oof. I am so excited for you as you jump into this, like, next stage of, like, your relationship and your, like, adult life. Also, I feel like it, it it's it's going to be such an adventure and I'm so happy for you. Like, yeah, this is going to be great. Already have housewarming gifts set up. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and I uh, can't wait to uh, can't wait to hear all about the the adventure that that moving will be and 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 what I'm sure will be a very interesting trip across country for you. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I am looking forward to being in the same time zone, though. That's going to be great. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, all right. Um, Lizzie, the, uh, great, great show, as always. Um, you listening, uh, I hope you have a great week. I hope that you're taking care of yourself out there. Because, uh, you know, it's just tough. Life, life is just tough sometimes um and you know you are worth looking after so thank you look after yourself uh drink some water stay hydrated get some sleep sleep what's uh, that it's 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 a good it's a good thing it's a joke Did, you... <laughs> i don't know what sleep is sleep is cringe i'm also it's, kidding it's there. it's it's when you pass out but on purpose what <laughs> people do that on purpose yeah. And they get all ready for it. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's blankets. Sounds... Like it's a whole thing. It's a whole. <laughs> just sounds like a little whole pieces of furniture just for that. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh man, no, no, no! You'll 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 get there. You'll get there. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody, just stay safe. Um, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Doodles. That's off, guardians. That's it for this week's discussion. Have any questions or comments about this episode? You can reach out to us on Twitter, at SpinFoilTheory, or write us an email at SpinFoilTheory at gmail.com. If you'd like to read our show notes, check out articles, listen to past episodes, and more, be sure to pay us a visit over at our website, SpinFoilTheory.com. The Lord Network.